Welcome to the Bishop and Vickers. This is Bishop Tom Daly from the Diocese of Spokane here in Eastern Washington. Joining me are the three vicars who are also pastors of our diocese. We have Father Pat Kurtz, the vicar for priests, who is also the pastor of St. Thomas More here in Spokane. Father Brian Mee, vicar for finance and the pastor of St. Augustine. And Father Darren Connell, Vicar General, who is the rector of Our Lady of Lord Cathedral. Did you notice I got moved up to being mentioned I'm, I'm, first? I'm We're mentioning it. Now, Father Me wants to be first, but that's the next show. No, no, in yeah. Medio Stat Virtus, in the middle, that's where you find oh. virtue. <laughs> mm, yes, God is not in the extremes. That was Elizabeth Seton's keynote delivered by Bishop Tyson when he was in Fort Worth. <laughs> All right. Um, any case, Keep it going. Here yes. we go. We, uh, I just have returned from Baltimore which is the historic see of the church in the United States from the Bishops' Conference. And to our listening audiences who may be also reading in the Catholic press uh, and also the secular newspapers about this very important meeting uh, for the Bishops' Conference. Obviously, we were dealing with the, the issue of uh, sexual abuse uh, of minors after the Pennsylvania report, the issues of Archbishop McCarrick and the um, alleged... Uh, sins that he and his behavior uh, brought to the national forefront. The bishops' meeting is always in November in Baltimore. There's a summer meeting that uh, was going to be in Santa Barbara, and that has been canceled and is being moved to Baltimore. But uh, this meeting here addressed a number of topics. On the positive side, we uh, voted on and will be releasing a letter on racism. But the true issue that occupied a great deal of time was, was the abuse situation. And um, I know that our listening audience, and as well as many of the faithful here in eastern Washington throughout the United States, were um, upset, maybe visibly shaken, that uh, at the last minute there was a directive from the Holy See that we not vote on uh, the uh, a board of lay people who will investigate and help bishops be hold, held accountable. The emphasis this day was on the Metropolitan, that is the Archbishop, and suffragan sees working together on accountability. Many times people will ask uh, me as the bishop, uh, this whole notion of secret files, does the Diocese of Spokane have secret files on priests? And I have uh, been assured by um, uh, our uh, vicar for uh, the vicar general as well as uh, my predecessors and also Father Mark Potler, who is the uh, chancellor, that there are no secret files uh, on priests. And there are no priests uh, with credible allegations of abuse still in, in ministry in this diocese. We are, if there has been a blessing of the difficult years of bankruptcy and abuse here in Spokane, it is that files were turned over as part of the discovery process. So we in Spokane are on, continue on the road to healing, which is, is a grace. Unfortunately, in the United States, this uh, healing has not taken place, and our listening audience, again, became aware of this, as, as did many Catholics, most Catholics in the United States. Bishop, uh, you, you mentioned that the, you were not allowed to vote on the, uh, the lay commission. Uh, what about, you're also not allowed to vote on uh, a document, I think, that you worked on about, uh, can you say something about that? Yes, there was a document uh, reviewing accountability of bishops. It was about Episcopal conduct, and one of the things I had mentioned in, um, in the meeting, of the, which is the CCLV committee, which I sit on, Clergy Consecrated Life and Vocations, that was uh, asked to be part of the draft and revision as well as editing of the document. And we had um, made some very significant changes. One of the things that I advocated for that 
in the end, when it talks about a board primarily made up of lay people who are experts in relevant areas, I asked that it be included, and it was that they be experts in law enforcement and relevant areas. I think that was a crucial aspect. And in this, this document that we drafted that we were to vote on, it was about accountability, essentially for the lay review boards. Father Pat Kurse, is a vicar for priests, sits on the review board, which is comprised of lay people, and Roberta Smith here in our works for our diocese. Something similar is what we're advocating for. At the last minute, uh, the night before the meeting began, Cardinal Donato um, mentioned that uh, the Holy See had asked us to hold back on this. Uh, there is going to be an international meeting uh, in February in Rome, that will address that. So we weren't, we did not vote on that. There was another um, vote on the releasing of the Archbishop McCarrick investigation uh, that was defeated. Um, but the the hope was that uh, this issue of McCarrick, which has angered a lot of very faithful Catholics, which I spoke to on the floor, uh, needs to, to be addressed. So the bishops' meeting. Um, it was uh, a long time, but I think it was a time when many bishops spoke honestly about what they are hearing from their priests and their people. I've often uh, spoken about that quote from the time of the great 17th century saint that uh, Father Mee doesn't know as much about as I'd like, Vincent de Paul, who said, if you want to be one of the church's enemies, be one of her, her priests. And of course, you could say one of her bishops, for that matter. So he was, he was Jesuit. No, he was he was <laughs> a diocesan priest oh, uh, who founded the Vincentian orders, which have three universities that typically have had very good basketball teams: mm-hmm. Saint John's, <laughs> DePaul, and Niagara. And that Niagara. Uh, Father Chris was dismissed They're from. All a little bit down this year. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about a Gonzaga basketball on another show. I was there last night. Yeah. I keep going though. You're doing. Well. But uh, in any case. So there were serious matters, and we'll be addressing this throughout, um, throughout the year. There is a retreat that uh, the Holy Father has asked that all the bishops of the United States participate in. Now, for, again, our listening audience, normally the bishops of the United States go on retreat in the regions. We typically go after Christmas uh, to Seattle, to the Archbishop Brunette uh, Retreat House. When I was in California, we went to El Retiro. Um, bishops in the New England states go to uh, Florida. Del Boca Vista States Retreat Center uh, next to Marty Seinfeld is the director yeah. of that. Uh, but, <laughs> we, uh, but we've been asked now to all go to Mundelein in January. That's Chicago in January. And for a retreat led by the Capuchin. Now, I'm going to mispronounce his name. Canta Frank Canazaro? No, no. Canta yeah. La Mesa, isn't it? Okay. He was related to Lee Iacocco. But um, <laughs> he, he'll be directing it. He's a Capuchin. But in any case, uh, that is uh, with, with theme looking at Mark's gospel. But I'll speak about that when I re- return from that retreat. Um, so the, yes. the next thing that happens, I guess, is that uh, regarding this issue, is that all the presidents of the bishops' conferences from, the, from around the world gather in February now for some kind of a special meeting. Um, there was some talk about then meeting again, the U.S. bishops, I- after that meeting, uh, not waiting until June and March. Where did that go? I don't know. That's a good question. That was suggested by Cardinal Supich that all the bishops of the United States gather again uh, for a meeting in March. I don't know what came from that. Uh, what did come, we, was revealed, is that the uh, June meeting, again, which was to be in Santa Barbara, be relocated to, to Baltimore. So I don't know what uh, will happen with this, this March meeting. The bishops uh, generally go uh, have a, an agenda, which we approve, uh, there are elections. I, I lost my election, uh, 
it was a good fight. Uh, I do have a list of those bishops who voted for a recount. Recount. Well, was a gracious recount. Yeah, was a gracious loser though. No, I heard he threw things. I heard he threw things. No, 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 no. But uh, I, I have asked for what, an investigation. What, what, were you, what were you nominated for? What position? Well, originally was Secretary of Health, Education, and Welfare, <laughs> but I, uh, I was actually for National Collections, which I thought was a what chance an, for us to really it? reform the collections here in Eastern Washington. Okay, uh, we have the global, in our diocese, as you well know, we have the global, the national, and the intergalactic collections, <laughs> but, uh, but that's for another show. But at the bishops' meeting, as we deal with, with r real issues, uh, there's always kind of people ask, well, how is the bishops' conference? How, you know, where do you sit? Uh, there are those who sit conveniently near the press. Uh, there are those who <laughs> sit with their good side uh, being shown to the cameras, um, if they have a good side. Um, there is no, something is, uh, there's an ice cream break the last day, which if, if you've ever seen the uh, migration of the animals uh, in Africa, uh, the wildebeests and the warthogs and, and uh, the zebras, it's not quite like that, but uh, I did know that one, someone lost their arm as they tried to get a dove bar. But that's, again, for uh, 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 another, another show. Another show. <laughs> but on a, on a notion, and th we don't want to have this radio program deal with um, all kind of the, the tragedy and the, the issues, but the abuse of anybody, um, whether a minor or a vulnerable adult or a seminarian, uh, is not only tragic, it uh, is sinful and can be criminal. But maybe we need to have kind of, um, what is a healthy relationship? How do we teach about Christian friendship? And I know uh, Father Me was talking before the program. Can you kind of address, just kind of for our listening audience, uh, to get an idea of, of what that's about? Well, one of the things I mentioned is, is certainly uh, the bishops, and it sounds like they're beginning to deal with the whole uh, sexual abuse or child sex abuse. But there's other abuses in our society too, pornography, domestic abuse. Um, and all of those are symptoms of something perhaps that has been lost or has been lost, I believe, in, in our culture because we've kind of lost the Christian uh, roots of our culture. And that is all things or all, just how we have relationships. Even before Christianity, Aristotle had a thesis or a treatise on on um, friendship. And he said there's three types of friendship. There's uh, friendships of utility, friendships of pleasure, and then the friendships of the good. And Albert the Great, whose feast we celebrated yesterday, went into depth. And uh, we as Christians, uh, we are always to be developing what we're about, is developing friendships of the good. And that meaning not for what we get out of it, not how it's, uh, it's a, a friendship is useful to us or how we gain selfish pleasure from it, but how do we bring about the good of the other in that relationship? Uh, of course, we see that most clearly in marriage where the catechism says, well, what uh, the spouses, what are they to be sharing with one another? They're to be working or for the good of the other to gain the kingdom of God. So I think in a way we, we've lost uh, what relationships are to be about, and when we lose that sense of relationship and truly uh, developing a culture in which we're building those true relationships of the good, friendships of the good, we begin to go into the deviance of all of these manifestations we see in our society today, be it uh, child sex abuse, domestic violence, pornography, 
we're becoming very alienated. We don't have relationships as such anymore. So maybe on a positive note, one of the things that we as a church should be doing is reintroducing and re-instructing on the importance of, well, what are human relationships about it? And those are built upon a friendship. We're, uh, <clears throat> I know we're coming up on a break, but I, I would like to uh, uh, follow up on that, uh, Bishop, after we come back, if that's okay with you. Sure. I, I, we don't want to talk about the national collections. Um, no. Yeah, because I lost. Yeah. Right, we've heard yeah. that yeah. <laughs> three times. So did America. <laughs> um, but in any case... Uh, America weeps. Maybe yeah. We, maybe when we come back, I can follow up on that idea of, of utility, uh, friendship of utility, and uh, one more aspect of what Father so wisely shared with us. Mm -hmm. And Father Kirsten, anything you want to say in the second half of our show? Uh, I'll just have to sit here and wait and see where this goes, because I'm intrigued. <laughs> so. Okay, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. back. It's Bishop Daly and the Vickers, and we were talking about the most recent uh, meeting of the Bishop's Conference, uh, dealing and addressing with the sexual abuse crisis in the church, but lest that we lose sight of the fact that we are a people with the good news of Jesus Christ and hope, we've tried to shape this last part of our show on uh, the positive um, aspects of friendship and healthy relationships, which seem to be lost. And Father Me was Speaking of that and, and the purpose uh, before the break, and then Father Connell, you were about well, to talk. I just was intrigued by that. I didn't know the, uh, those three categories from Aristotle, but I understand a friendship, uh, you know, what friendship based on pleasure. I understand what friendship based on good is. Uh, you know, you want the good for the other. Um, my understanding, just from the the word, is so. Father, you correct me if I'm wrong. And oh, oh, we probably will. In my all humility, <laughs> I will. So, a friendship based on utility seems to be that you're friends with this person because of what they can do for you, and it's a sense of using someone uh, under the guise of friendship. Is that fair? Well, you give it a negative spin. There's there's a positive side to it. It might be that you're just in a working relationship, and there's some sort of friendship there. But yes, it's it's. Um, Utility is not the highest form of friendship. Okay, so you really isn't being friends with someone to use them for your... It could be that, but it, yeah, there's some... Is that our friendship? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's <laughs> being discussed after the show. Maybe. Okay, that, that's, for, that's for another show. <laughs> We're doing a show on Let's therapy. move on to other yes. friendships there. Well, one of the other thing... Uh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, the other thing is I was just... Uh, occurred to me when you were talking about those friendships is you mentioned um, that you know, that's one of the things... When, when friendship isn't based on the good... Uh, the good of the other. That's precisely one of the reasons that pornography is so uh, devastating and, and, and damaging. Uh, and we all know how prolific uh, pornography is today because of its, its seemingly anonymous and very accessible, even to our young people. And uh, I know, Bishop, you are involved in um, uh, approving the, the uh, a conference that's coming up at Gonzaga University in February. Can, I, this, can I just interrupt one second I have a before you're going you go to anyway? Would you like Let to me comment take that on what I just <laughs> the, um, Well, your point about pornography or about any of that, it is. It's objectifying mm -hmm. a person and then objectifying another, be that through, again, the different type of abuses or pornography. Um, you're not allowing that person, you're not looking for the good of the person, obviously. But back to your question about utility or friendship of utility, friendship of pleasure, uh, those are for Aristotle, but more importantly for um, 
uh, St. Albert the Great, and for his student, St. Thomas Aquinas. Those are lower forms of friendship. It's a uh, friendship of good, always looking for that, that good, the spiritual good of the other that's so important. And in that, of course, um, you could say that the friendships of utility and pleasure are subsumed into that because certainly there's some pleasure in having a friend that you're truly assisting in growing in good as that friend is doing for you. Would you like to comment on that, Father Con? Well, no, I just, uh, I, I think that, that was just terribly wise. Uh, <laughs> but I would like, Bishop, uh, you wanted to think, mention. No, no, just, we have a conference, conference. As, as Father Connell mentioned, on February 23rd at Gonzaga. It's sponsored by the Catholic Medical Association and the university. And it is an opportunity to bring in speakers to address um, this issue of pornography and how it really tears uh, apart relationships uh, healthy relationships between men and women, uh, young people especially with the accessibility of pornography on, on cell phones. And we're attempting to uh, address this with, with professionals both in medicine and in psychology. And the reality that rampant in our culture is this seeing the other as an object. And that is so foreign to the, the gospel, to the teachings of Jesus, and it's one step. I think it's about education, but it's also placed in the context of uh, the Catholic Church and the Catholic Medical Association. And we're hoping that this will assist those who uh, are guiding people and, and dealing with those struggling with it, and maybe even individuals themselves. It's just one of our steps. Again, that's February 23rd. We'll have an announcement up on our website, and we'd encourage people in Eastern Washington to to participate if and, at all possible. And, and I think it's important, uh, you know, who should attend this conference. I mean, if you're a parent, wow. I mean, I, I think it'd be a great thing. The, the parents, I think that we all know, just struggle with how to deal with this issue with their children in terms of their formation. Teachers, parishioners, uh, it really uh, affects so many people and so many professions, and that it's really for for a wide variety of people to be there uh, at that conference because no one wants to be in a huge stadium type conference with six people on, uh, on pornography. It's a little awkward, mm -hmm. but it's really, it's really for a wide variety of, uh, of people who can benefit from it. We were talking at the break about how friendship in this sexualized age, suddenly just normal, healthy friendships are either suspect, uh, uh, you know, or they call it a bromance, uh, and just, just a couple of buddies that are, are good friends. Um, how do we, as the church, in the midst of all this, when our credibility is questioned, uh, not give up uh, the effort to teach as Jesus taught? Now, those of you, all three of the vicars are also pastors of significant parishes here in Spokane who deal with families and, and young people. Um, where do we see, for example, the ability to teach the dignity of the human person in the lives of our young people where friendships, uh, you know, with parents. When parents, when I was teaching school, you'd have a couple of friends who get in a fight uh, at school and or in, when I was in a parish, and then parents get involved in it. And usually if the kids just kind of work things out, it would happen that way. But then the parents get involved, and now you have families at war with one another, and, and uh, you didn't get invited to my birthday party and, and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. What about in your parishes, Father Kirst? Uh, well, I think we... Uh, continue to keep focused on the gospel, which, as you mentioned, Bishop, is the foundation of uh, healthy relationship, relationship with ourself, with other people, with our Lord, and it's uh, being healthy, it then becomes holy in terms of seeing the other as, as other and as one who is dignified. And you mentioned the reality of uh, families getting involved in 
scuffles in a school situation or a religious ed situation or something in a parish, that uh, can be awfully frustrating and agitating. It's also a wonderful opportunity to take the high road and approach those things from the from, through the eyes of Christ and and be an opportunity for reconciliation. And doesn't often turn out that way, uh, or, or always turn out that way. But but uh, it is a wonderful opportunity to say, okay, we're having some friction here. There's a disagreement, um, but we're going to approach this with respect for one another, uh, respect this searching for the truth, and I think in maintaining our focus on that, which are gospel messages of Jesus Christ, that that does help to form people in having healthy, which is to say holy relationship. And, and it all begins with how we view ourselves. A, a, a lot of this, we're talking about relationships with others and friendships and so forth. I don't know we're capable of getting into those things if we don't see ourselves properly. And, and you know, as, as these people created in the image and likeness of God, yet also fallen through our, our sinfulness. And that brings with it a note of humility. And, and so whenever we're engaging another person, uh, we should not raise to that or, or take that level of uh, a sense of superiority or or uh, demeaning another person or so forth. So we take, Follow I, me. me want to say something. Well, I think one of the things we have to get it back into, um, down as far as we can, into the education of our youth, so that especially those of us with Catholic schools, we have an opportunity. There could even be put into the curriculum um, a course, not a course, but actually running through the entire curriculum of, of the grade school uh, on that treatise on friendship, what friendship is. The other day, Father uh, Connell and I were at a meeting for Cataldo School, and one of the things that they're thinking of introducing is this program of critical thinking. And in that critical thinking, it's uh, done in a visual way. So let's say you take uh, a piece of art, an El Greco or a Caravaggio, it doesn't matter. And you first ask the students, well, what do you see? And they'll say, well, <clears throat> they'll say whatever they see, the colors and the painting or whatever else. But then you begin to point out things that they're to note in that. And slowly they begin to see uh, just not superficially, but they begin to see something deeper. So I'm using that analogously. Uh, I think in friendship as well, if almost you paint a, a picture of friendship, uh, perhaps as our society sees it today. But then as we as a church sees it today and begin to uh, teach young people to understand friendship in a critical sense, critical meaning positive, of what friendship is really meant to be about and um, not just how others are to be used. And that's basically what it, our society teaches, uh, how we can use others, because we've become so individualized that we do objectify and use others. One of the uh, challenges, of course, in a, in a society in which we live in where increasingly people have a sense of anxiety and isolation. And I sense this in talking to the young adults when we had this, that dinner that night, bishops and the young adults at Encuentro. And uh, we brought this up at the bishops' meeting, how many times young people, um, what adds to the normal anxiety of life, of school demands and, and, and family obligations and the social aspects of life, is this notion that on, on social media, it's always the best face put up. But young people are, are, are struggling. And if you isolate yourself and you text and you don't speak to people, and we, we see this, suddenly you can't interact with people. You can't. Uh, the need for us to be in healthy friendships um, is, is lessened. And we, um, as, as we're relational uh, as, as Christians, especially, and the dignity we have as beloved sons and daughters of God is so essential to our Catholic theology, and yet it runs against 
the grain of, of, of the secular world. We, uh, as a church, you know, back to the issue of the abuse, how did this happen? There are many reasons, but basically anyone who has abused another has uh, turned them into an object of, of their sinful desires uh, without treating them with that dignity. And there are many reasons. It, it could be weakness, it, it, it's sin, and it, it, we have seen in some of these tragic reports it, pure evil. But nonetheless, knowing that Christ is with us, and during this time someone asked, well, Bishop, how are you dealing with all this? And I'm sure that just the way that priests, especially those uh, three priests, the vicars here, who were priests of Spokane when we were uh, as a diocese struggling during bankruptcy and during the kind of the humiliation of the diocese, but we keep those words of Jesus, know that I'm with you to the end of the age. We can't forget that, and, and in the midst of this, we, we cannot lose, lose sight of that. Um, we, um, we're called to be people of prayer and, and of hope, but we also, as I often will speak about, the difference between optimism and, and hope. Remember, optimism is wishful thinking, and hope is reality grounded in faith. And uh, in the midst of this, we are going to continue to uh, as, uh, stay the course on, on the good news of Jesus Christ, but all the while calling for the necessary reforms and accountability that the people of God, the parishioners of this Church of Eastern Washington and beyond, are asking and uh, running out of patience and, and uh, quite frankly, are demanding. Um, any final thoughts before we well, just to we circle end this? back very yeah. quickly to what you said uh, for a uh, place at the table? Uh, right. I just would encourage people to um, go on the diocesan website to look at the Office of Safe Environment. Uh, to see what we're, what we're doing, mm -hmm. what practically what the diocese is doing. And if you are a volunteer in your parish, working with young people, if you're a teacher, uh, you know a catechist, uh, you know firsthand the kind of training and, and screening that goes on uh, for all of our employees and volunteers. And, but if you're not aware of that, you might look at that uh, uh, on the diocese website and familiar, familiarize yourself with our code of conduct and our other documents. Thank you very much to the vicars. And in this month of November, let us continue to pray for our faithful departed.